0: Welcome back to the Geek Centric Podcast, and welcome back to our watch club for HBO's The Last of Us. Dream about sheep ranches on the moon. To watch club my name is nate and this is our watch club for hbo's the last of us episode six titled kin directed by yasmila Zabanich. uh special thanks as always to our partners at crave and hbo for letting us watch this series in advance if you're joining us for the first time this is watch club our weekly review series kind of like a book club but way better Keep in mind, we will be going into full spoilers for this episode, but not necessarily for the games. Uh, But even still, if you haven't watched this week's episode yet, be sure to do so and then come right back faster than a fresh, hungry runner. Now, before we all hug our brothers... Let me introduce you to my brother and fellow survivor. He's taller than a bloater, and he's certainly an Ellie Toter. He's Justin the Joel Lovin' Lawrence. Hello. How are you, my friend? Doing good, buddy. Doing good. Uh, excited to talk about The Last of Us again this week. Uh, we got another fresh episode. Uh, we finally make it to Jackson. Uh, and mm-hmm. Justin, we see a lot of badass folks on horses uh, and I wanted to kick today's episode off and ask you, have you been on a horse before? Have you ever been on a horse? No. Never. No?
1: I've never been on a have horse. Have you been near a horse? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, I think I've been near a horse, but I've okay. never been on a horse. I would Really? Be, I think I, I am, I, I'm a tall person. So it's, you know, being on a horse would make me that much taller. I'd be a little <laughs> nervous, um, especially on a powerful beast, like, yeah. like a horse hucking me over. A so.
0: horse might ride you. That's what would happen. Maybe,
1: maybe more, maybe more like a a shimmer, whatever that that pony was that they used in this episode. (laughs) Yeah, the baby
0: horse, the baby horse. We'll talk about it. We'll talk Mm -hmm. about her. Uh, I actually rode when I was a kid. Um, I started off riding ponies uh, and then eventually rode horses on our family farm. Um, There's two different ways of riding. I rode English, not Western, though. I'm pretty sure they're riding riding Western uh, in this Mm -hmm. uh, in this episode, but. I remember a lot of those days brushing and feeding the the ponies and there was this one goat on the farm that would always like just push right up against you and you have to push it back and it's how you sort of played with this goat and I was like like it was a it was a dangerous goat so like you know my my mom at the time I'm an only child and like she she barely would let me like cross the street I have no idea how she just let me loose on this like this ranch with all these like animals it was it was uh it was quite a trip
1: yeah no that's that is quite a trip I, i'm just trying to picture you on a horse <laughs> on what a does horse? it mean to ride english what does it mean to ride english like, Yeah, is it's... that like your feet are off to the side and you're like you're like you're <laughs> yeah, like so that my skirt <laughs> so that my
0: skirt is is kind of covering my no <laughs> it's uh, it's just it's the way that you actually sit on the saddle and and ride specifically um but i will say Every time I tell people that I had ponies when I was a kid, it always reminds me of that Seinfeld episode with the old lady. I had the pony. My, <laughs> my sister, sister had, had a pony. pony. <laughs> my, my
1: cousin had a pony. My cousin. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with that? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Actually, I, I truly hate anyone that had a pony. So I, I can relate to Jerry in Oh, that my sense. gosh.
0: Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Uh, well, listen, before we duct tape our shoes back together, let's get to this week's episode. Uh, So this week, uh, for kind of the first time, they they sort of do like a previously on, um, just to kind of get us, you know, they they make us watch that one moment one more time, uh, showing us Henry's final moment. Uh, And then we cut to black and we fade into the next scene where we see three months have passed. The ground is covered in snow and we see a man who we think could be Joel, at least I thought it was Joel, walking towards a cabin, carrying some dead rabbits that he hunted. Uh, but once he gets inside, we realize it's not Joel. It's a man named Marlon uh, who looks at his wife, Florence, who then looks over at Joel, uh, who we see is holding her at gunpoint. He asks Marlon to lower his weapons, telling him he's looking for his brother and asks him to point at a map to tell them where they are so they can get reoriented. Marlon asks, uh, asks about Cody uh, and Ellie tells him it's crawling with infected. And he says, anywhere people used to be, you can't go there uh, and says, you must never go beyond the river. Uh, Ellie asks, what's past the river? And Florence responds with death and says, if your brother is west of the river, he's gone. Joel grabs his map, and they abruptly leave. Ellie steals a rabbit, and Joel suffers a panic attack before pulling through and then lying about it to Ellie. So, Justin, let's pause here. I just wanted to quickly talk about Marlon and Florence, probably my favorite couple on this show. And I know we had an amazing couple only uh, a few episodes ago, and they're, they're fantastic. They will always be fantastic. But Marlon and Florence, like, come on. They were awesome.
1: Yeah, they were they were charming. They were they were very I guess cute it would be a, a word that you could use, but <laughs> sure. I just love their personalities and, and the way they were, you know, sort of laughing. Yeah. At both Joel and Ellie, like they don't get this
0: shit. Yeah. They,
1: they don't understand what they're what they're getting themselves <laughs> why into. Why are they being and,
0: so serious about the world? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like why yeah,
1: exactly. Why are they being so serious in, in this situation? I, I totally got a lot of those vibes and Florence was like very
0: chilled if you will she was so chill um, she so just, i loved she I, wouldn't stop rocking on that rocking chair the entire yeah. time i love how he's like you made him soup she's like yeah it's cold out of course i made him soup they're still hospitable yeah. <laughs> they're still welcoming like and i, I think her. they
1: understood the situation that they were in immediately when you see joel with ellie you get the father daughter situation right off the bat there's almost a sense of empathy that people will give to joel because they see ellie if ellie wasn't there that would be
0: a whole different situation exactly it would be a
1: whole different situation so i think that that ellie was very much the the key for for them being able to handle that situation in a in a bit of a more professional way
0: But I love their back and forth, like, like, just like the the way that, like, he's like, you know, we've him the truth. Yeah. yeah, Or, yeah. Did did you tell me the truth? And then, like, the way that, uh, you know, they've been hiding there since Joel was like before Joel was born. And I love how Florence is like, I didn't want to. Like, she still has to chime in. And he's like, and he's just kind of shrugs her off. Why didn't you shoot him? Well, the gun's all the way over there. It's just so good. And then the best is when the best is when Ellie mentions the fireflies, and she's like, "Yeah, we get those in the summer." And then they're like, "There's firefly. People. There's firefly people." <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. I love them so much. Ugh.
1: It was a nice comedic moment, right? Yeah. Like it. It was still like it still had the seriousness of, you know, the stakes of what we we understand is going on. But you know, Marlin and, and Florence were definitely a, a, a nice nice welcome uh sort of appearance and, and you know attitude to in this series. So
0: I liked it. Well and especially when you consider that like you know, I think there's there's a lot of situations where they, they could have walked into a very wrong situation, but they just happened to run into these two and and had some soup. Um, so Ellie, Ellie says all they have to do is get to Tommy uh, or sorry. All they have to do to get to Tommy is cross the river of death. So after some walking, Ellie mentions how she's starving, and how she should have stolen two rabbits. Joel says they can get their own rabbits and she gets really excited and she's like, "Will will you teach me how to how to hunt one? Uh, While taking a break, they sit at a fire uh, and Ellie asks Joel what he wants to do once all this is over. Joel mentions how he'd buy some land and run a farm raising sheep. Uh, Ellie says she wants to go to the moon and how she, you know, she talks about how she read uh, in the library about Neil Armstrong, Buzz Mm -hmm. Aldrin, Jim Lovell. But her favorite uh, is Sally Sally Ride. Ride. Sally Ride fucking ride sally ride who was the first american woman to go to space uh she asks joel if he thinks uh it would work the vaccine and she tells him that she she tried to heal sam uh with her blood uh he says marlene's uh marlene says it'll work you know if she says it'll work it'll work and ellie asks him uh you know if if he wants first watch or second watch and he says he'll take both uh and ellie uh decides to then go get some sleep uh, and he says, dream about sh- sheep branches on the moon. So, jo- uh, so Joel, <laughs> so Justin, what did you think about Joel and Ellie's aspirations for once the world goes back to normal?
1: It's cute. It's endearing. It's very, I think Joel is obviously just playing in to it, he's also thinking really rational. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, what would he want from yeah. his own farm? Okay. I love how at least like she's like exactly. she's like
0: cool. Like she's so sarcastic. Yeah, exactly. About it. Some sheep. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, that's
1: uh, that's great. <laughs> I love it. Um, but I, I also think that it's nice that they both have something, or they could at least have thought of something that feel like aspirations, something to hold on to, hope. Yeah. Uh, you know, in a in a world uh, that is ridden with infectious angry people uh you know both human and infected (laughs) you know what i mean so it's nice that there's there's a sense of of aspiration and hope especially when things look so dark
0: absolutely yeah and i love i love how you know i think this episode is another like push forward um of of the joel and ellie relationship the the father-daughter relationship um on both sides this time uh and i love how we get another dad moment when he tells her to come down from the rock like get get down from there you're gonna break your neck and it's just like oh dad and so um yeah no
1: those those moments stand out so much more now yeah like to your point like since you pointed it out in in earlier episodes of like just the dad moments and here it just feels so like oh there he is there he is being a dad Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean like even later in in this episode when he has to like her to be more polite it's just like you know it's very like, it feels like a dad like coming down on on their daughter to be like hey have some respect here so
0: and i think this moment where they're they're sharing their aspirations i think it's a huge testament to neil Druckmann being so involved in the show right he he knows these characters mm-hmm. inside and out um so getting to hear about ellie's longing to explore space or or joel's dreams of of farming sheep which um, you know, it really hits home for, for moments in uh, part two that, again, if you know, you know, I'm not going to necessarily go into detail there. Um, but again, mm-hmm. hearing Ellie reference, you know, our real world history with Sally Ride um, is awesome. And that is totally a badass astronaut name. Um, and Justin, we also got an answer to last week. We kind of pondered the idea. Did did Ellie actually think that her blood would save Sam mm-hmm. Uh, and she knew it was stupid, but I, it, she explains like she just wanted so desperately for it to work. And I, I, you know, again, it's that idea of hope uh that you brought up with, with the idea of these aspirations. And I think that moment and, and her having to sort of explain that to Joel, I think that's what started to seep into her mind of like, this is going to work, right? Like they are actually going to be able to make a vaccine out of my blood. My blood's not just, nothing as it turned out to be when she well, he, when she put it on sam
1: for sure and and i think that like yeah that i totally agree with that i think she's kind of reflecting on you know is this gonna work because it didn't work when i rubbed it on sam right <laughs> but i think we got that answer too that you know as as someone who doesn't know much about the science of what's gonna go what happens she instinctually thought that her blood was somehow going to to help sam which y- you you find endearing and, and very innocent uh, again, one of those moments that reminds us that Ellie is still a kid. Yeah, but the since the you know the idea that they're talking about their dreams and their aspirations, you know, it just ties in with this this whole idea of what their mission is or what their adventures on is 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 to, is, is hope you know i know it's it's very star wars to say it but it is you know <laughs> it's very much a, 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 an adventure built around the hope of making things better um so it, it's a very it's a very uh, insightful conversation that allows these characters in more ways than one in this episode to disarm each other and have very honest dialogue where they get to know each other a little bit more so i think it's it's like one of many endearing moments that we see between these two characters
0: oh 100 100 um i definitely feel that as well uh so let's keep going here joel wakes up to find ellie has already been up and that she took second watch Uh, they, he gets pretty ticked at her and she's like, well, that's what you taught me. So that's what you taught me how, uh, they cross the bridge over what they thought at the time was the river of death. Uh, On the way, Ellie tries to learn how to whistle, uh, which, again, is another little thing she does in the game as you're sort of walking around. Um, They discuss dressing uh, a kill, uh, and Ellie says it should be called undressing. Mm -hmm. We get a great damn pun, uh, and he's like, you're no Will Livingston, and she's like, no, no one could be. Uh, And Ellie asks (laughs) if, uh, if maybe the river they walk past the second time is the river of death, and this gets Joel a little worried. He checks his map, and out of nowhere... A crew of folks with masks on, uh, you know, and, and cowboy hats and they're, they're on horseback. They surround them uh, and and point their guns at them. They test them with a dog. Uh, and we get this intense moment where we see Joel sees the dog walking towards Ellie. He almost has another one of those panic attacks. Uh, but then he looks back mm. and he sees Ellie giggling and, and laughing as the dog is licking her face. Uh, Joel tells them he's just looking for his brother. And one of them stops and immediately asks, what's what's his name? Uh, he tells them his name is Joel, and they ride back with them uh, to the heavily protected city of Jackson, where we finally, we finally get to see Joel and Tommy reunited. So, Justin, it took took us six episodes to get here, but we finally caught up with Tommy. Uh, what did you think of, you know, seeing a fully realized Jackson here? And what did you think of this moment we've been waiting for since episode one?
1: Well, seeing a fully realized Jackson is, is great, um, you know, given where we were, I believe, last episode with the opening and, and watching the resistance kill just the 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 Fedra oh, yeah. agents um, and and, you know, just how dark and dour. And I think I was talking last week about more or less the just the depiction of, of how like social structures have fallen apart. Mm-hmm. And what was refreshing about Jackson is that it seems like it's a community that's come together to help one another and rebuild what. What they can as a civil society and i think that also ties in like with something like frank what he wanted to see yeah. for him and and bill is to open up the doors of their community to be a a bit of a sanctuary something that could contribute to rebuilding uh, a sense of community and and togetherness so i think that you know here we see a fully realized community that is embracing you know a, a collectiveness to do right by each other and to help each other move forward. And and I and I really love that.
0: It's like Ellie says, you know, she says yeah. it it actually works. This place actually yeah. works. And it's funny because you think that she is talking about, you know, the electricity and what. But I think she is sort of referring more to what you're describing. Yeah.
1: Yes, absolutely. And the and the idea of just the what she's come from. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she can see how broken the QZ is and hear it works and i think that that's that's entirely true um but like to finally see joel and tommy like this was emotional yeah like i actually got a little teary especially with just pedro's delivery of you know screaming tommy and like just the sort of giddy excitement of of going to see his brother like bravo to to pedro for for taking that and playing it in such a real, honest way that didn't feel like super tacky, right? Like it
0: just, it felt very real. Well, and I love, I love when like hearing him shout Tommy and then they don't break eye contact until they hug. I thought that was great. I love, I love that moment. And um, I love when Joel says he can't, he looks around. He's like, I came here to save you. (laughs) It's like clearly they're the ones that needed the saving, Um, and yeah, Jackson looks perfect. Like the banquet hall Mm -hmm. looks perfect. The way it's lit, it's so warm. Uh, Honestly, this looks like the place that I'd want to be if the world went to this this sort of way. Like I like you'd want to be a part of this. Absolutely, right? You'd
1: want to be a part of this idea of like of helping to move society forward yeah. while dealing with the new situation. Like it doesn't seem like the Q Z all about that. No is not about no that. they're they're under a locking key district. This resistance breaking
0: apart from the inside. No. Exactly. Yeah, literally they, they're actually they're
1: just they're crumbling. Yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. they're crumbling from the inside. That's yeah. that's such a great analogy. So you know to seek to come to see Jackson it's like oh huh, ex- exactly as Ellie said like this
0: this works. And I think it brings up it brings, up, works, it brings right? up sort of the theme of this episode uh which is hope. Mm-hmm which is the idea that, yeah, there, there is hope for this world, um, which I love. I love that. Um, Tommy and Maria serve them a proper meal. As Joel tells Ellie, she needs to mind her manners. Uh, Joel learns about Tommy and Maria's relationship, and I love the way he uses his, his asshole voice to congratulate them, like, you know, congratulations. <laughs> and then uh, after a brief tour of the commune, Joel and Tommy leave to catch up, leaving Ellie and Maria uh, together okay before we go any further though Justin and I know we said no spoilers for folks who don't want to to hear any spoilers for any of the parts of the games or part one or part two just skip ahead a couple minutes Justin that's Dina the girl staring girl yeah, it is. is Dina it yeah. has to it be is. yeah
1: Um. no it, 100% it <laughs> is as soon as they cut to her and I looked at her and I was like yo, yo. I'm like that's Dina yeah like that is 100% gonna be Dina in season two
0: Played by uh, Paulina Van Cleef. She's credited as Staring Girl on IMDb. Um, and I don't know if she is going to necessarily be cast as Dina in the next season. Sometimes they can get away with, oh, that was just a one shot. And then they can recast her. It doesn't necessarily have to be her. I'd love sure. it to be her. She looks she looks like the perfect Dina if you look at pictures of this, this woman. Um, and I love the idea that she at least knew of Ellie long ago right um and so it's it's either that's either her or that might be cat um who is like another girl that ellie uh, has a relationship with prior to the events of part 2 we read about it right. in her her diary um but regardless i think it's such a fantastic tease especially now that we mm-hmm. know that that you know they'll be focusing on part 2 in the next uh season or or couple seasons but i just i don't know man i was it just has like to it's got to like, be her it looked
1: i i paused and i was like looking for those like those details yeah. of like the bracelet or just oh yeah just little things about like how the hair is pulled back yeah. and stuff like that like there's just oh, so I gotta much check if that... she's
0: wearing a bracelet now at this point
1: <laughs> yeah i couldn't i i couldn't I get couldn't close enough to the screen the, yeah <laughs> no no exactly so like whether it's her if they if they're planting it that early good on them yeah right if it's not her and they just chosen this girl to be a staring girl, air quotes around her. <laughs> right. Like you know, okay. Well, you 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 know, at least for the hardcore fans, they're gonna notice that. I'm right? stoked. So I'm stoked. I'm yeah. so excited
0: to when this when this episode does come out and and it's out and uh, I want to watch the new rock stars just to see how much they they freak out about it and they're like, it is her, or like whatever. Um, and also shout out <laughs> to uh, shout out to Shimmer. Shout out to Shimmer. Another nod to the game. Shimmer, games. yes. Um yeah. dude, they're yeah. doing everything right. They're doing everything right yeah, for these game. Yeah, they're planting
1: fans. they're planting the right elements, so in, the the right 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 elements. in the right
0: places. In the right place. Elements. Jeez.
1: Yo, that's that's a that's a that's a Ellie pun if i Ellie ever pun heard right one. there. Quite, quite literally. There we go. There. <laughs> Jeez.
0: Wow. Okay. Well, listen, sounds like we've already had a few drinks. Just like Joel and Tommy have a few drinks over at the Tipsy Bison. Uh, and Tommy tells, uh, you know, Joel, uh, or sorry, Joel uh, lies to Tommy about Tess, uh, as well as, mm-hmm. as to why he's traveling with Ellie. Um, you know, he asks about the nearest group of Fireflies, and Tommy tells him they have a base down at the University of Eastern Colorado about a week south of. Uh, A week's ride south, Joel asks him uh, to join, but he declines, letting Joel know that Maria's pregnant, saying he's scared to death, but he thinks he'll be a good dad. Joel responds with, I guess we'll have to find out. Tommy gets really, rightfully so, really upset here um, and says, just because life stopped for you doesn't mean it has to stop for me. Joel tells him he'll grab Hmm. his supplies and be out of his hair in the morning. He heads outside while experiencing another panic attack, and he sees uh, he sees a girl in the crowd who, from the back, looks exactly like Sarah. She's got she got Sarah hair. Um, so, J- Justin, I mentioned a couple weeks ago about how Sarah's death seems to have stopped Joel from ever carrying on, whereas for Tommy. It was motivation to do right in the world and to create a better life for himself. And now that he has, you can see just how upset Joel Joel gets. What did you think of this moment uh, between these two brothers? Well,
1: I think what's really revealing here is that I think getting away from Joel mm. and the influence that Joel had on Tommy was more important to him. That made him better. That's what Joel's that's, upset That's about. what he's getting away yeah. from. Exactly. Yeah. He's getting on with his life. I do think that you're right, though. I do think that... There's a bit of envy. There's a bit of frustration to see that his his baby brother doesn't need him. He's moving forward. Yeah. Uh. You know. He he can't count on him anymore. He's got his own life. He's kept himself off the radio, mm-hmm. right? Which I thought was very telling. He's he's avoiding Joel. If anything, and Joel ended up finding him. Yeah. Not to say that he's not ungrateful for that, but he also just knows that Tommy has a new position. He has a new place. He has a new family. And that needs to be his North Star in this world. Yeah. Right. And because, you know, he he kind of throws it in Joel's face, which is, you know, a bit of a dick move, but he has to understand at least Joel is broken. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, you, you can't really come back from the loss of a kid. Mm-hmm. Right. And especially in the circumstances of how things happen. Right. So hasn't made him a better person. He's probably as we've they've been alluding to he's done some dirty things he's done some bad things and Tommy's been a part of that yeah and I think that the reality is is that Tommy needs to get away from Joel for him to have a, a better future and that's what he's doing and I think that's what angers Joel the most. he
0: knows it's true he knows that what Tommy yeah. is saying is a hundred percent true it's true um, and he's instantly yeah. reminded of it as soon as he leaves the bar right and I think it's one of those things where like it's it's just it's just interesting to see how quickly things turn around because that that i think that's the same day (laughs) that's that's within the same couple of hours that they finally reunited they share this big hug you'd think that they it would take at least a day for them to get to that place um but but it doesn't and i
1: no, but they they can't they they can't have pleasantries like right I think the other thing, too, is the fact that he lied. Yeah. He's hiding details. Because he's trying to get a read on Tommy. Yeah. He's trying to understand, like, where's Tommy actually sitting on this? It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Let me get a sense of of understanding, you know, what he's saying. And, you know, basically, he's sharing less but allowing Tommy to share more mm-hmm. so that he has the upper hand in, in, and understands where Tommy sits in this whole situation of of Jackson and his relationship with Maria mm-hmm. and who Maria is. It's It seems like Joel's trying to get information. So... You know he's still he's still working that uh, you know kind of trafficking mentality, right? Like he's you know he's stuck in his old ways, yeah. right?
0: Yeah, this is his brother, and like he he's not yeah. fully trusting him here. He's on guard. Yeah,
1: yeah he's on guard.
0: Um, and also shout out to the the audio hint that this is Christmas time. Uh, the kids singing right. up on the housetop, top, <laughs> click click click, and I'm like <laughs> I'm like oh it's Christmas time, click, click, like click. now I, oh yeah, jeez I didn't even think about that. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah that's i wanted to point that out i, I thought they, they had click, some fun click. with 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 some of those those elements yeah. um and and i love that it was christmas and I'm, I'm kind of wondering if this was supposed this whole series might have been planned to come out towards the end of 2022 and they just missed it oh you think they, they meant to make this like a stuff. christmas series I well not a Christmas series, sure. but like maybe a Christmas episode that you know you know how when things come out like um, most recently Mythic Quest, uh, its its seasons were released over the course of the winter right. and well, it did land on Christmas, but. A couple of weeks before the Christmas break, they had a Christmas episode, right. so it kind of made yeah. sense. So I thought maybe there was that, but I think also just the idea of using Christmas as this sense of community and togetherness, and the idea that Christmas could still exist right in a world where everything is is so yeah, fucked bacon up. Bacon and Christmas uh, trees, is really like great. You got it all. Yes, yeah. exactly, exactly. And bacon and Christmas trees, you got it all. I love, I love yeah. that line. But I also really just want to shout out um, the acting in this. This scene, because Pedro Pascal with his reaction, Gabriel Luna as as Tommy, as like they, they just they had such a, a great performance, uh, sort of acting ballet that they that they played off of each other. That was so great to see that, you know, had the right amounts of emotion. Right. So.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. They they have a couple of those this episode. Um, yeah, But we'll get into it uh, Let's keep going here After enjoying a nice shower Ellie comes out of her bathroom To see some fresh clothes uh, As well as a reusable menstrual cup uh, Which I love her response to that She's just like gross Oh cool yeah. <laughs> Like, Yeah it's like a bit of like Gross and cool at the same time um, She heads over to Maria's house Where she discovers the memorial that Tommy made Maria is trimming Ellie's hair When she mentions uh, she's sorry about Ellie mentions she's sorry about her kids uh, To which Maria responds with Kid Uh, Just Kevin was hers. Uh, Sarah was Joel's daughter. Maria tells Ellie that there's a lot she doesn't know about Joel and that the only people that can betray her are the ones she trusts. So, you know, learning that Maria had a kid here uh, as well as her past as an attorney, what did you think of Maria played by uh, Rutina Wesley?
1: I think she was great. I think, you know, she's another strong, confident woman that's featured in this series. You know, we've had Tess. Mm -hmm. We've had Marlene. Now we have Maria, like it's it, and we even get a bit of that through Ellie as she goes on a journey of self-discovery through through this adventure. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's just another character that shows a different side to this political situation that is obviously still a political situation. It's getting things back on track. And she seems to have a good understanding she's done it. of
0: that. She's not she, like she. Yeah. She's, and she like, she's, she's running. That she's
1: place. an attorney general. Yeah. Yeah, but she's yeah, exactly. She's she's been an attorney in general, which allows her to see the highs and lows of political systems. And then she's able to apply mm-hmm. that in this, you know, collective community that is
0: a communist <laughs> nation by, by all standards. I love Tommy that. Tommy was by like the way. not okay with hearing that out loud. <laughs> he didn't he was like he was wait like, a wait minute. a minute. We that, are. <laughs> um but I also liked how like there's that moment where she's like, and and the old bank, you know, we can use that as a jailhouse. Not that we've had any need for it. Uh, and I think right. that's really interesting as well. It's like, so they've been they've been in this community for what sounds like quite some time, uh, and things have been running smooth enough that they haven't had that much dissent. Um, but they,
1: are, she's also saying that to them because it's like, if you get yeah, out of don't. hand, I have no problem throwing <laughs> that's your ass yeah. in there, right? Looking yeah. at Joel <laughs> so. as she says it. Um, <laughs> well, because she knows, she alludes to in this conversation yeah. that she knows about Joel's yeah. past, and you know, even the revelation that Ellie has that. You know, Joel had a daughter. Like, mm-hmm. let's take that in for a moment. That was a pretty oh intense moment. It's crazy how Bella Ramsey is getting, her character is just becoming so performative that it's like no words. Like her face yeah, just it said, all. like, oh shit, that explains And, and it it's all, it's right? it's like, one
0: thing to it's like Maria, um it, like those motherly instincts in Maria to sort of understand even without seeing her face. That, yes. Oh, this is something she just dropped on. Yeah, her. she went and yeah, she just went, she dead, just silent. went dead silent. Yeah. And I think, you know, that that um, that line about people, you know, the only people that can betray her are the ones that she trusts. I think that's exactly what causes Ellie to be suspicious of Joel in this episode uh, as we go through it. Um, I think, yeah, Rutina is fantastic as Maria in this series. I think. Um, like you said, she's, she's super strong. She built this, this place from the ground up, or at least she was a part of it. And, um, she's been in a lot of apocalyptic, uh, series. Like she's been in the mini series DMZ with, uh, Rosario Dawson. Um, and she's Mm. also on an episode of the walking dead. Um, so apparently Mm. this is like a a theme for her. Um, and I also wanted to shout out, uh, our host Kevin, uh, Kevin and Sarah, uh, both get a shout out. Uh, on the same board, <laughs> in this Sarah as the Sarah dead. is Kevin's yeah Sarah is Kevin's wife. Um, not in the as not the in the show. Children, our, yeah. <laughs> our podcast we have a host named Kevin. His wife is named Sarah. Sarah they're both very much alive. I didn't even put those two right? together, but I was just like I'm like oh whoa okay that's interesting.
1: <laughs> I'm hoping I'm hoping when Kevin watches that episode he'll <laughs> he'll listen to this episode and understand that we're talking about that absolutely. moment where it was just like absolutely wild, but just for a moment. Right. When that you see that that is the memorial, Mm -hmm. I I assumed Kevin was someone that was close to her. But when he saw Sarah, to your point of what you said before, carrying that sense of trauma to see, to have her name written on the chalkboard for Tommy, you know, he he looks at that every day. Right. He sees that that is his way of recognizing and remembering why he's doing this.
0: Yep. It's his motivation. All right, let's let's keep going here. Well, Ellie watches the nineteen seventy seven American romantic comedy drama, The Goodbye Girl, which I'm like, I gotta watch that now. It looks pretty good. Um, they're watching it in the theater, which, by the way, movie theaters, movie theaters. If listen, movie theaters, if you can survive. Past into the world of The Last of Us, you can survive what we're going on in, in real life here, okay? Please, please find a way. Um, even if it's a community movie theater, I don't care. I'll, I'll go to a drive-thru.
1: Well, to be fair, this is a guy with a gym hall <laughs> with, with a projector, projector and a, yeah. a, a, a case of DVD, so let's let's not like factor <laughs> in, like, hey, yeah, keep the IMAX theaters open in your little community. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, yeah, maybe, maybe not go that far. Um, but listen, Tommy sneaks out of the theater to find Joel, attempting to repair his boots. Uh, he gifts him with a new pair and says he's sorry He knows he's happy for him uh, And it's it's complicated for, for Joel Joel tells Tommy the truth About Ellie's immunity Tess's death, Ellie saving his life In Kansas City, the loss of Henry and Sam, and the promise That he made to get uh, Ellie To the Fireflies mm-hmm. uh, He tells him he experienced Crippling fear earlier when they threatened Them with the dog He tells him how he mm-hmm. dreams every night and while he doesn't remember what he dreams about, he wakes up feeling he's lost something. He says he's falling, he's he's failing in his sleep. Uh, he says he 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 you know he knows he's just gonna get her killed, and he begs Tommy to take her to Colorado. Tommy, being just the best brother in the world here, agrees uh, and says he'll take her out at dawn. So, what did you think about uh, Joel's breakdown uh, and his request of Tommy? Yo,
1: this is part 2 of some of the best acting Huge. from Pedro Oh my god. You know, it's going to keep going, but here, <laughs> you know, with with Joel recognizing that he just doesn't have it in him to see this mission through, he is breaking yep. down hard. And like th- this is more of a plea than a request, yep. right? Like he like you said, you described it, he's begging him to to do it. And like just the emotional the emotional portrayal that Pedro commits Ugh. to here and 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 Gabriel just on the receiving end of that and, and kind of like again it's crazy how the performances are so nuanced that things don't need to be said it's looks it's it's the way the eyes react mm-hmm. it's the way things happen when there's no voice which I think is kind of like a, a sort of tongue-in-cheek way of thinking about the game and, and some of the elements of where you had to be really quiet and read the situation um, so I don't know the scene was was so profound it was really really deep in it and it seems like again part 2 of of like this onslaught acting performance this is just great great
0: it was it was definitely peak acting from from Pedro um i think it's you know it's a heartbreaking explanation of what's going on in his mind and he's he's been remaining strong this entire time for Ellie but then as soon as he's in front of his brother he he breaks down he opens up about all these fears he's been having since episode 1 because his brother is the only person in the world that I think he feels like he can actually do that with um and i love i love the the way that the scene starts where he's getting frustrated that he can't fix his broken boot and it's just another failure another failure mm. in that moment um something so small something so small and it sets him off and yeah. and hearing him recount the experiences he had and how he feels um, he's just been failing the entire time when he says we he says uh, it's all he does. It's all he's ever. It's all I've ever done um, I thought he said all I've ever done is failure But then you listen to it really closely and it's all I've ever done is fail her Again and again fail her, fail her. Yeah. and at first I thought mm-hmm. he said failure but then I when I listened to it the second time I'm like, oh my gosh, he's talking about Sarah in this moment and um you know, his heart feels like it stops, uh, just like his watch has stopped. And I think mm-hmm. the the interesting thing about this scene is that Joel knows that his brother's going to say yes. Right. Like, um, you know, I think he was maybe a little surprised. I think part of what made him a little angry in the bar was that he he was fully expecting Tommy to be on board in that moment. Um, yes. And because he knows him as a joiner. Right, something that he mm. he in previous episodes he would resent to, uh, Tommy for enlisting. Right, he would yeah. he's yeah. he's like he's an idiot, he's a joiner. But here yeah. he's very much begging his brother to be that hero to save him, to save the world, uh, and to save Ellie. And it's just it's just interesting to sort of see that that juxtaposition of his feeling of Tommy being a joiner. Here he's kind of almost using it to his advantage, not in like a not in like a. a, a a bad way but just in a way that he's like no Tommy's gonna do this for sure
1: again time has passed so I'm wondering if if what really's playing out here is that you know we're seeing we're seeing that Joel is recognizing that Tommy is coming to his own mm-hmm. right he is his own person he doesn't need to be a joiner and and if anything he's 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 actually probably more of a leader in the case of of what's going on in Jackson than he is a a joiner so um yeah, I think that that's that's really profound. But it makes sense, though, that he said fail her, and why there's such a trepidation and such a frustration. Because in some ways, Joel on this journey with Ellie, even though it's not Sarah, he is recognizing his own broken grief and trauma through the experience, right? Like the unresolved stuff, because he he is protecting S- Ellie, mm-hmm. right? which in his mind is emotionally connected to, to Sarah. So it's like, it's having this, this effect on him. So I think what he's, he's, he's really playing with in this moment is just free me from, from this, you know, this emotional baggage, because I, I, it's, it's not that I can't necessarily get her across. It's, it's just i don't know have the will and I, I don't think i have the 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 bone power to do it because emotionally i'm just weighed down by my failure of, of failing her it's 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 really crippling yeah. right to hear and it. i think i think mm.
0: he very much um you know he's he's not uh i think he's he's scared i think he doesn't want to um sort of take on the chance that he's going to you know as we said fail like fail her Uh, again exactly um and Mm. so he's just trying to you know get tommy to to take over um but listen before heading to his room for the night he stops by um where where ellie is staying uh and she's reading a diary she found and she she asks joel why he's still there we learn that she had heard uh, that joel wants tommy to take her she gets mad at him saying i'm not her you know and she tells him that Maria told her about Sarah. And he just says, no, don't say another word. Ellie says she's sorry about his daughter, but she's lost people too. And he tells her she has no idea what loss is. He tells, uh, she tells him everybody she's ever cared for has either died or left her. Everybody except for him. And the truth is, if he leaves her with somebody else, she's just going to be more scared. Uh, He tells her she's not his daughter and he sure as hell ain't her dad and come dawn, they're going their separate ways back in Joel's room before turning out the lights. We see flashbacks of him and Sarah decorating a Christmas tree. So this moment is done differently than in the game uh, where the game made sort of a whole side mission where Ellie sort of runs away. What did you think of the way Bella Ramsey and Pedro Pascal performed this, I think, character-defining moment.
1: Oh, uh, 100%. This is a character-defining moment. This is the most integral moment for Joel and Ellie as they bond over their, their grief and loss. Joel admittedly thinks... Ellie has no understanding of what loss is yet, you know, she's there to remind her that her life has been filled with people dying or leaving yeah. her. All she has known is loss. It's just different. And I think that this is this allows the two to kind of talk out their grief and bond over that. And, you know, when we see these flashbacks, I feel like Joel is recognizing that he needs to let go of that. He needs to understand that Sarah is Sarah and Ellie is someone else. I feel like this is like Joel's way of understanding that he can't continue just to mourn the past. He he needs to do right by Sarah and help Ellie through this next leg of the journey to get to where she needs to get. Um, and yeah, the, uh, Pedro Pascal again, part three of this masterclass acting, and and this time with Bella Ramsey. Um, yeah, character defining moment for the both of them. This was this was outstanding.
0: I think he he. Joel very much I think also feels as though he's not sure if he deserves a second chance at this point and so for him to say what he's saying here I think you're right I think he's sort of coming to that realization of like no you're you're not my daughter and we're gonna go our separate ways um, and that's gonna be okay and he's kind of saying you know maybe I don't deserve this you know I'm just gonna fail you um, they did the scene justice I think for for me I am you know I'm a huge fan of the games, I'm sure a lot of people listening to this are a huge fan of the games, and I think this is this is the moment in part one that is this is the moment, like this is the thing. Yeah, um, this is, you know what yeah. I mean. Like I think there's there's two moments in in that game that are gonna stick with you forever, and it's the loss of Sarah and it's this fight. Um, and I think it's it's you know so it's the best acting that Troy uh, and Ashley uh, do in that game. Um, I think. You know, to see it in live action, it's just as heavy. Uh, and the subtle changes to the dialogue were great. The way Joel just says no, like in the games, he shouts mm-hmm. Ellie, but here he just says no. It's so quiet in that Pedro Pascal way, and it's so captivating. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, dude, he he puts on a, a freaking clinic, um, clinic in this episode. Yeah. And you know, and you notice uh, though his watch isn't broken uh, in the scene where he's hanging up. Uh yeah. the, the decorations, yeah, yeah. obviously. I just wanted to point that out for fun. Um but um <laughs> but I read somewhere that both Pedro and Bella didn't play the game ahead of filming their scenes. And if that's yeah. true for this scene, that is nuts. Because this like yeah, watching them back to back, which I did, it's it's in it's insane how accurate it is.
1: For sure. I also think though that a lot of the behind the scenes will help make sure that that, that plays out that way. But you know, they're given the words on the yeah. page, right? It is kind of like that experiment, you know what when i give you the same words that were from the game how are you going to act this out how are you going to play it the the nuanced performance from from pedro and his joel like you said like it's not aggressive it's you know soft mm-hmm. it's more built in an emotional trauma that lies in his heart you know what i mean like when he says no you know what i mean like it's just you could you could really feel like he doesn't want to go there he does not mm-hmm. want to go there and it says everything versus you know him shouting ellie's name so yeah i think that the fact that it fits and it matches the scene, even though they didn't play the game before. I think that's just a really great celebration of of how the writing really does translate into this medium, and how these actors have just taken it in a direction that both feels similar and and different at the same time.
0: And I think I don't think uh, for me, I'm not going to put the the scene from the game or or this scene. You know, they're not they're not in competition with each other. But I will say, watching this moment and then having it cut to the moment where Joel. Has those flashbacks and then just goes to bed. I think it to me it works a little bit better because in the game you have to keep playing the game. At that point, there the basically what happens right at the end of that fight before it continues. Some some you know raiders or whatever they are, uh, some people hunting them walk into the cabin that they're in, and yeah. I I watched that scene back just recently before we recorded this. And I watched a playthrough of the game, basically of because I'm not, unfortunately, I'm not, I haven't caught up to, to that part yet on my playthrough. Um, right. but literally right after that moment happens, he's like shh, shh, shh and there's people that are in the house. And then you watch the game take place and he's he's shooting people in the head. And he th- at one point, the person that I watched threw a grenade that has knives or um, uh, nails in it and it just explodes bodies and they're walking down the stairs and he's like, all right, it's all clear. And there's just like chunks of people dropping from the ceiling onto the ground. Like it, it's one of those things where I'm just like, oh man, like in the game, it's it's just sort of that that's where it sort of falls apart.
1: Yeah, but like, again, that's why we have to remember. Yeah. You know, when it comes to these adaptations, if it's a video game to a TV series, if it's a comic book to a movie, Mm -hmm. if it's a beloved book to a film franchise, these are adaptations. They're, they're, they're taking liberties. They're going to take things and make it different, right? And a game, what we're talking about here is a, is a TV show versus a game. And then, of course, the game is going to pull you in with these great cinematics and these great moments yeah. and then spit you back out into gameplay only to pull you back in. It's a different experience. So here, what's really nice is we get to feel a little bit more of the character moments because that's what TV is about. Yeah. Right? Like we, that's what TV series are about is to really spend more time with these characters and understand the the layers to them. So yeah, I, I think that if you're comparing the video game to the TV series, it should really be for those instinctual moments that remind you yeah. of the game. Yeah. Right. Like the lone the lone sniper from last week's episode. I'm like, ah, right. oh, I remember that mission. Yeah, that yeah. was a bitch of a mission to have to do. Yeah. So I like I like that versus going play by play recreating the video game, uh, so that it really does feel like it is an exact adaptation of the video game. And then
0: every now and then we get to see the, the, you know, death of Perry getting ripped into two pieces. Um, but I did think it was funny to see Ellie thinking it's stupid, uh, to keep a diary here. She does that in the game as well. Um, but it's just kind of yeah, funny because I like, I like, eventually she I does like, though, keep a diary.
1: <laughs> like No, but I like though what she comments on is what they're writing about. Right. Right. Yeah. They're writing about what shirt goes with what skirt. Yeah, which boy like that she likes. Like, it's such trivial things in the world that she's living right yeah. now. Yeah, because like, because you know, in Jackson to be, to, they to have
0: they have those yeah. comforts. They have the ability to think about those things.
1: But I'm also thinking though that, or maybe it's because it that, was
0: from that time in 2003, exactly, where the house was that's, left. That's yeah, why, I guess. Okay. Yeah.
1: That's because it was a dated. It was a dated journal.
0: Yeah. Right. So
1: she found a piece of artifact and was looking back and like, this is what your life consisted of. <laughs> I now have to flee and run and hide yeah. and survive and endure these yeah. fucking infected. And you had to worry about you know what boy was going to ask you to prom yeah. and what shirt went. And back. When you got into a fight with your mom. It just puts things into perspective. Yeah. 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 Exactly. It just puts things into perspective of the kind of childhood that Ellie has had yeah. versus this girl that that you know albeit is probably dead
0: um notice in the background of this room that ellie's staying in uh all i'm gonna say because i don't want to say anything else but i'm just gonna say it for those if you know you know uh there's a poster with a giraffe on it uh which i thought was a nice little settle touch um ellie's ready to go so tommy takes her to the stables where they find joel ready to steal a horse and joel tells ellie she deserves a choice uh, and that if uh, that he thinks she's better off with with tommy but before he can say another word she throws her bag at him and says let's go like basically saying like shut up idiot we're we're, we're doing this together let's go Uh, joel gives tommy a big hug uh, and uh and tommy gives Tommy gives him uh, his rifle before they leave, um, and uh, and Joel and Ellie start their ride towards the university. After a hunting lesson, a conversation about how everyone loved contractors, uh, and a lesson in football. Uh, after a five day ride, they make it to the university. This whole sequence before they get to the university felt really nice. Oh, it was awesome. Like it was like it was Joel embracing the idea that that he he cares for Ellie like a daughter right she, she'll never be sarah but he's he's still able to embrace that yeah
1: exactly he can look out for her he can care for her he can teach her right from wrong and make sure she's safe like she is a daughter but i i don't know like i feel that way about my nephew i feel that yeah. way about you know my sister right like these you know it doesn't necessarily it i think what's conflicting is that he's lost his daughter mm-hmm. right and he has to deal with that trauma and i think that conversation was so revealing for the two of them that that's why we got this nice pleasant moment between these two characters where they're sharing insight they're they're having fun dialogue you know, I love that the when she's trying when, when they're learning how to snipe. Yeah. Right. And he's like, okay, I'm gonna do this. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's describing it. And he's like, Are you gonna shoot this thing or are you trying to get it pregnant, <laughs> Right. Like I just Such think again, like she's so exactly yeah. she's so smart. Bella Bella Ramsey is so smart with her delivery and her performance on the on these lines. And yeah, I just I really enjoyed these this is what I was what I was really looking forward to. So I'm glad this episode was you know, more or less a, a Joel and Ellie centric episode.
0: Absolutely, Yeah. And I love, I love how she like, I love the reminders of just all the times that you're like, Oh yeah. Ellie doesn't know what that is because she didn't yeah, grow exactly. up in a world with contractors. So for contractors. her to be like, sounds like so cool. A yeah. Contract. <laughs> like <laughs> it's like, it's not a cool thing. Um, but like even the even the subtle way that she sort of like hugs him after he says, well, everyone loved contractors. And I think she actually believed him in that moment that like, wow, like, whoa, he's he's someone that was really loved. Well, she's back in the she was in the real world. He,
1: she's doing he's doing the thing that she said, like, you could just tell me anything and I would have believed. Yeah. You, right. So it's true. Yeah. Everyone loved contractors. Yeah. Right. I like, <laughs> so guess. Um,
0: all right. Let's let's keep going here. So then Ellie learns about what our university is, uh, that Joel wanted to be a singer when he was a kid uh, and she makes him promise to sing for her after she saves the world uh, they moment. see some monkeys at least first time seeing a monkey uh and uh and they see a firefly mark on on one of the signs uh, before they ready themselves for a fight they explore one of the buildings and find a packing list which means there were fireflies there um but they just left after a brief jump scare from more damned monkeys, uh, they hear a group of men outside the window. They see a board that tells them they left uh, that the, the Fireflies left for St. Mary's in Salt Lake City. Um, sorry, they, then they hear a group of men outside the window, uh, and as they attempt to escape, one of them attacks Joel. Uh, He swings a bat at at him uh, and hits a tree instead and breaks the bat. Joel manages to apprehend him, choke him out, uh, and then break his neck. Uh, But as he turns around, Ellie realizes he's been stabbed with the handle from the broken bat. Uh, They get on the horse and ride off as the other men chase after them. They manage to escape, but Joel falls off the horse, and Ellie says she can't do this without him. And that's the end of the episode. So a little different here then in the games um you know in the games joel gets impaled after a fall um but here he's impaled on purpose also known as being stabbed um (laughs) justin what did you think of the way they captured this chapter ending moment from the game
1: well i think again this is just another obvious example of how they are having liberties Mm -hmm. with the elements of the story to just make it more convenient for the story that they're telling in this tv series again going back to what i was saying you know, comparing video, this video game to, to, uh, to this series, like, you know, in, in the moments that I appreciate where things do speak out to me and say, oh, that's from the game. I love those moments, but it's not overt. It's not in your face. It's as you described it. If you know, you know, Yeah. right. Um, Versus the way people are kind of doing it online, where they're you know juxtaposing moments and scenes from from the movie to the to the game to really understand how they got things right and what was different and and whatnot. I'm just like, can we not just embrace that this is different, mm-hmm. right? That this is going its own way, and I'm actually really interested into seeing and seeing what's going to happen next from this moment. I know that there's a part of the game that might be a little bit more Ellie centric, if you will, or Ellie focused. Mm-hmm. So. Is that where we're heading next in in this so. in the journey of this game? Is is where Ellie is kind of taking taking the wheel and driving, if you will. Um I mean there's, there's a character like there's a going?
0: character in the trailers uh that we know that hasn't shown up yet. Uh right. and so it'll be interesting to see how he does. But um but no, this this reminded me when Joel's putting the gear on the horse, it reminds me of one of the best jump scares Uh, in part two and I won't I'm not going to reveal where it is if you haven't played part two Um, but basically if you again if you know you know this was definitely intense and I I think the way he didn't even realize he'd been stabbed like that's pure adrenaline in that moment Uh, but Justin correct me if I'm wrong if you're stabbed you're not supposed to immediately remove the thing you've been stabbed with am I remembering this wrong from all the movies and shows where people get stabbed
1: well, usually from all the movies and shows, they do remove it. I don't really? Know. Like, it right away, the, though? What you're watching. Yeah, I, I don't... Like, it's it's probably better to get it out and apply pressure and, and try to think. But it, it depends on how far it goes through, I imagine. If it went all the way through, then I don't think you would want to. Uh-huh. You need to sear, you know, the, the, the ends so that you could, you know... Um, <laughs> stop the bleeding but you're giving me a great know, joel
0: explanation right now justin
1: <laughs> i know it's it's very long-winded it's very dad-explanated but uh, you gotta sear the, the
0: outside and inside yeah, gotta, gotta, like, i don't know Just making like, it up gotta, as like, what go it? along. what
1: do they call it they, it's like you burn the skin and then it heals the wound yeah right in let, let us, us know, know right. about
0: how to deal with a, a when you've been stabbed um but i think but
1: clearly he's gonna bleed out i i, I agree like right he was like he should have thought that through rather Could than just immediately pulling it out
0: i just it's something that i'm like i didn't Again, he must have been in shock. Maybe he was in shock. Like, get this thing out of me. But I would just think Joel would know kind of how to deal with that. I feel like he's been stabbed before. Um, but I will say um, shout out to the the audio callback here with the end credits scene. Uh, I'm not sure who the artist is, but the song is Never Let Me Down Again by Depeche mm-hmm. Mode, which is the song that we heard at the end of the first yep. episode. Um, except this is a soft piano cover version, a very beautiful version. And I was like trying my damnedest to find out who it was by. I tried doing the the Siri, what song is this? And she wasn't helping me. Um, but this is just another great sort of... Oh, hold on a second. Siri, stop. <laughs> my Siri is going off because I mentioned her name. <laughs> um, but I think the the this is just another great way that they can sort of stamp this... Almost as like yeah. an ending, like it, it, it. Both moments sort of mark a massive change for our characters' mm-hmm. journeys, right? It's kind of mm-hmm. a pivot point. Um, so yes. I love, I love that they're just like, okay, let's get Depeche Mode back in here. But because this is not a happy moment, um, or or kind of like a spooky ookie moment, um, they're able to kind of give us this this sort of piano cover. I thought it was great. Um, All right. Well, that is the that is the end of the episode. Justin, I want to know what are your overall thoughts and final score uh, for this episode, which with this episode, I don't know why I went into this voice right now. Uh, (laughs) Maybe I need to get back to Jackson. Jackson, Yeah, you here we are in Jackson and we're doing a podcast. (laughs) That would be awesome if there was a podcast from within jackson for some
1: reason well it seems like they've they're closing off radio they're they're very low right but no on, but that's that's how they've even been able more to stay. reason
0: to make a podcast justin you and i need to make a podcast people will find them though. i'm sure people no we'll hand them, them out on cd we'll burn cds we'll only have so many of them uh <laughs> it'll be one season okay uh justin what what is your final score for this episode which we're gonna be rating on a scale of one to five sheep ranches on the moon
1: well, uh, I I really enjoyed this episode. Uh, we finally get a Joel and Ellie focused episode that feels deserving. You know, we've we've spent so much time watching these characters slowly uh, meld together, and now it just f- feels like the amalgamation of that. Um, but even before we, I get. More in depth on that. I I, I love that we finally get to meet meet up with Tommy. Mm-hmm. Uh, to see Tommy and Joel reconnect was great. Uh, I loved seeing the community of Jackson and how people have come together for the betterment of uh, society. And in a world that feels like there's no hope, as you were mentioning, it it's nice to see that there are some that are trying to build a sense of normality. Um, and yeah, as I was mentioning, like Joel and Ellie, this is their episode. Um, and and I love the scene the two have where they are. Arguing and it's almost like a a venting session. You know, it was it was very therapeutic for them. Joel saying to Ellie, like, like, just like in the game, you know, you don't know what loss is. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we have Ellie there to remind Joel that she knows very much what loss is. She has grown up in this world. She has lost people. They have left her. And if Joel was to leave her, she is just going to be so scared. So I loved this moment because it really does root itself in the characters' bonding more so than we've ever seen from any of the other episodes. And you have fantastic performances from Pedro Pascal, Bella Ramsey, and Gabrielle Luna. Um, I think that this is like one of the best episodes of 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 the season uh, thus far. And I am going to go big with it. I'm giving Whoa. it a five out of five oh gosh. sheep ranches on the moon. I loved it. And my high score has everything to do with the outstanding performances from the entire cast. And, you know, again, you mentioned it and, and it's very much the, the last thought I will leave you with. This episode is a reminder of the journey that Joel and Ellie are on and it's manifested in, in what you see in Jackson. And that is hope. That is the idea of what can be if people can work together, if they can achieve this goal of of turning her blood into a vaccine that can help people like it's just all about hope and i know that's again very star wars but <laughs> yeah i i really enjoyed that that theme felt very prevalent in this episode I- I- in all cases so yeah five out of five wow she branches in
0: the middle. wow okay awesome um yeah we finally got the reunion of joel and tommy we've been waiting for um and while it did seem i think a little short-lived you're right, Justin. The character exploration that it allowed for, especially with Joel, was was great. Um, outstanding performances, multiple times from Pedro Pascal, um, Bella Ramsey did gave gave excellent moments here. Um, and I think the way they streamlined the story, like this part of the story from the games, mm-hmm. to yes. to sort of fit within the runtime of this episode, was great. Like yes. they hit all mm-hmm. the points they were supposed to hit. Um, Maria was explored slightly more, the fact she had a son. Uh, I like how Mm -hmm. quickly and bluntly they let us know that she's about to have a kid with Tommy because it it sort of put us in the same spot that Joel was in of like, whoa, oh, oh, that just, that happened. Um, The set design was stellar. Fully realized Jackson was, as we said, fantastic. It looks so warm and just full of life. And for the first time ever since episode one, it truly felt like somewhere safe, for our main characters, which which was nice. Um, the cinematography in this episode was excellent, um, and you know, there's so many shots of them on horseback with the sun setting in the background, and it's silhouetted, or you know, sitting by a yeah. campfire. I just thought everything looked really, really, really beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. And again, shout out to Marlon and Florence for just being so chill so awesome i love them so much i wish they could come back i don't think they ever will um but i love them a lot uh overall this episode was great uh it was a solid for me a solid four out of five sheep branches on the moon really really good stuff all right well that is it for this week's episode of watch club for hbo as the last of us we hope you enjoyed it and if you did Listen, make sure to subscribe to us wherever you like to listen to podcasts, if you haven't already. And if you want to write into the show with uh, your thoughts or predictions on the shows we cover in Watch Club. uh, Well, listen, I'm going to I'm first I'm going to send a dog over to you. It's going to sniff you up and down. And if you're infected, well, you're not allowed to write into the show. Okay. but if you aren't, uh, Justin, can you let them know how, how they can reach us outside of their QZ?
1: Uh, well, they can reach us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. Or they can reach out to us on Twitter at geekcentricYT or on Instagram at wearegeekcentric.
0: Like, dude, because, like, we're not letting people write in. They can't even interact with us. We've turned off our radios, right? If they want to write in, we got to make sure they're okay. Like they're not. Well, this podcast is really just for you and I. It's, so let's, let's <laughs> We're the just... only ones that listen to it. We record it and then listen back to it, and that's it. That's actually truly what happens. Uh, keep in mind, we also have a ton of other great episodes covering the latest in movies and TV shows and games, uh, including our recent Marvel Phase One to Four Recap episode, where we discussed our thoughts on the MCU so far and where we hope we hope to see it go next, uh, as well as our spoiler-free review for Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. Plus, we also have some interviews out right now with the cast and crew of. The movie. Justin sat down with Catherine Newton, who plays Cassie in the film, uh, and I had a lovely chat with Peyton Reed, the director of, I guess, what we would call the Ant Man trilogy. Um, so, to you know, to check those out, subscribe here uh, as well as on YouTube at youtubecom geekcentric and we're also on TikTok. We're doing the TikToks. i still trying to get Justin to do a TikTok dance. He hasn't done it yet. But uh, you can check us out on TikTok at WeAreGeekCentric. Uh, we have some great stuff planned for 2023. More interviews, reviews, convention coverage. Justin doing a TikTok dance. Uh, so subscribe here, subscribe there, subscribe everywhere. Like all the things. Keep up with us on social media. And uh, yeah, just stick around because we've got some really great stuff coming at you. Justin, thank you so much for joining me for this Watch Club. And as we say... When you're lost in the darkness,
1: look for the light.